We are back with the one year anniversary of the Footy LG Pod, episode 52. And guess what, Tony? We're back on video. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, question mark. We'll see. The only thing, though, it's actually episode 53 because we did do an extra one during the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the surprise drop episode. You know, the last, the last time you guys saw us on video, and now we're back. We're here with this episode. Um, we're going to see if this new video technique works. If it does, I think we might keep this going moving forward. Uh, if it doesn't, well, it doesn't. But we're here to test things out because we want to just grow this pod and whatnot. So um, it, it's, it's 52 episodes. Tony, so I felt like we've been doing this for a year. Yeah, this was actually this week, uh, last year. This was the first one we sent out. Oh, well, no shit. It's obviously been the first one since last year. It's been 52 weeks. Of course, Vinny. I'm just saying it doesn't feel like it's been 52, 52 It has been pretty fast. I mean, when you're a TFC fan, it feels like it's been that long. Because <laughs> I think this episode last year, we were all excited. <laughs> that You know what? Yeah, they were hitting their stride, the two Italians. They were looking good, and we thought, you know what? This season's a wash, but next season should be really good. Um, yeah, you're right. So a lot has changed in that one year time frame. Um, let's quickly go over, you know, let's start with TFC at, at its core. This is a Toronto FC fan podcast. You know what I mean? We started this with TFC. It's, it's our joint passion. We're season ticket holders. We love the team at our core. This was always a TFC podcast. Has that fandom taken a hit over the past few games? I mean, absolutely yeah. demolished in the league's cup by new york city fc like five nothing come on it just looked like the whole team gave up the back line gave up the goalie everyone just gave up and then we come home and we have atlas and we lose one nothing and they score in the first two minutes and then that's it like yeah it's it's tough like the the terry dunfield era dunfield era is literally going to be probably the toughest six five weeks of a tfc fan ever i mean it's just when you don't score a goal I, like we didn't have a goal the month in july because we didn't get a goal <laughs> so i mean it's probably some random the, guy the goal, the goal of the video. month the, the goal of the month could be the jersey drop you know at least hey we didn't score a goal but we got a nice new kit yeah like it's just this has been the toughest stretch i think as a tfc fan i mean we've been fans since day one and to see where we were to get to this point now, it's, it's, there's not many words that can describe how bad it, you know, yeah, and no, it doesn't look like there's hope on the horizon. Like that's the, that's the worst part. No, it sucks. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's awful. I mean, it, it doesn't look good. There's no hope. Um, I, I don't know what we look to the future and say, well, at least we have this. Cause we don't, we got no coach. Uh, we got a bunch of worthless designated players. And I mean, I, I don't know where we go from here. Obviously, there was rumors today, and again, we know this drops okay. Thursday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. We try to record it as late as possible to, in case any news broke. But there was reports earlier this morning on the Wednesday saying TFC is trying something huge. What yeah. that is, they wasn't leaked. There was a player that's supposed to be coming in, could play with both feet, match up well. A lot of people were thinking it was Mertens, maybe a swap of Mertens for Bernadeschi. <laughs> Scored a um, nice goal today, too, that guy. <laughs> pair him up with Insignia. You get Bernadeschi on the trade. Oh, it's yeah. not a bad deal. Um, that was one of the rumors. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition, at least not yet. Um, I, don't, I don't know. And then, obviously, the hammer drop today. Big... No, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, I was saying the, the hammer dropped midday today. Uh, everyone was kind of wondering oh, what's yeah. happening with Richie Larea. And then the hammer came down. Richie Larea is on loan for the rest of the season with Vancouver Whitecaps. And the Vancouver Whitecaps are going to try and make him uh, sign him to a DP status at the end of this year and make him kind of the face of their franchise. Tony, I know we have some very, very different <laughs> views on this. So I'll let you go first and uh, then I will tell you why you're wrong. So let's, let's go. Like what a Judas move on his point part, you know? How? I get TFC because TFC's bad, man. I get TFC's bad, but no shit. But it's not like he's under contract. I know, but still, like, don't go to Vancouver, man. Like, come on, like it's just shit. Like it's just I don't like. You know what? I'm he's... not seeing. I'm not seeing the Judas move behind it. I don't get how it's a Judas move because he just said, yeah, I'll go to Vancouver, and I'll take that. Like, no, man, stay in Europe. Battle play better there, you know, like. To come to, He's not been giving with, a fair chance. But when you're, but when you're, that's that's fine. But when you're, uh, when you're mean so much to these TFC fans, like everyone respects him, everyone loves him. I think he's one of the the best players we've ever had. It's just, it stings. It makes it like the way the season goes, and now him to go to Vancouver, it it kind of hurts, man. It hurts. It really bothered me when I saw that. It was like really out of Listen. all the teams you could have went to. You had to Let's pick one or two other Canadian teams. Let's be thankful it wasn't Montreal. Yeah, but you I have a Vancouver course, Whitecaps jersey. That was going to say the only, the only, uh, the only positive is that now there's a use for this thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, say, you have a Whitecaps jersey. Listen, I, it would have been worse in Montreal. It would have been yeah. worse in um, Columbus to me. Miami would have been worse. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of worse chances that it could have been. I don't know. For me, it was just it didn't rub me the wrong way. I didn't. I really don't like that he went there. I just you know, there's other teams. There's better teams in MLS that he could have went to Vancouver, and done. Pretty solid team. Better, but, ah, not anymore. Vancouver only looks solid now because TFC is playing bad. That's the only reason they look I, solid. I mean, Vancouver's been one of the best home teams in the MLS this year. On the road, they're ass. But yeah, at they're, home, they're average. They're, solid. they're eight seven seven. At home. No, eight seven seven on no. the year. Yeah, no, but you look at their home record and it's crazy compared to their on the road record. Like it, it's yeah, because they play in an empty stadium. There's like ten people that watch Vancouver play, man. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> um, like the guy has so, an empty. You're gonna have an empty. It's gonna be so empty. Like I don't know. I just don't like it. I really don't like it. Well, and we and we know what went down to Richie wanted to be paid like a DP. Mm-hmm. Toronto FC said we're not paying you like a DP. Vancouver said yeah. we will. I can't fault him for that. If you're at work and you're doing a job better than the guys that are getting paid 10 times what you're getting paid, and you say, hey, I want to get paid closer to that, and they say, nah. And then another company came in saying, hey, yeah, we'll pay you that. What, are you not going to go? Yeah. No, it's, I, it's, I mean, it's a no-brainer. I understand why he did it. It just, I don't like it. It just rubs me the wrong way. It's just bad timing. But, it, but again, it it's not. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like more shit on top of the pile now. Like, you know, he started cleaning up the first pile. Like, oh, here's another block, you know. Yeah, but it's it's not like he was signed to TFC and then said, "Oh yeah, Vancouver, let me like, come get me." He wasn't on contract anymore. He was back with Nottingham Forest. The offer came yeah. through, and he took the better offer. I can't blame him for that. And I mean, how tough must it have been? Obviously, he took a chance. He bet on himself going to Nottingham Forest instead of having TFC become make him such a high paid left back. 
um, when he had a chance here, or fullback when he was here. He went over there. It didn't work out. He came back here. He's still arguably been the best player on this Toronto FC team this year. I actually, you know what? I take that back. I don't think it's arguable. I think Richie LeRae has been our best player all year, which isn't saying much because our team fucking blows, but he has been the best player. And he's watching guys like Lorenzo Insigne make $8 million, and he's nowhere even near that. Like, yeah. it's, it's got to be tough watching. And then you say, I want to get paid like that. Why not? Would you have given him DP money is, I guess, my question. It's, see, that's see, it's a double-edged sword because I would, but the, right now, you can't waste DP money on Richie Larea. Because it's not going to fix your problem. Because it's not going to fix your problem. I disagree. He was a benefit, but I don't think giving him DP money is going to solve your goal scoring problem. Well, uh, you're like, right. That's the it biggest won't. problem right now. Like you don't have paying a guy fifteen to million to two that. worthless Italians isn't solving our goal scoring problem either. I know, but then you, you're not going to dump those two guys. You're not going to be able to get rid of them. And now it, it, you want to pay Larea the DP money, and then you're literally screwed up, up front, right? Like it's. Well, so here's my take on that. You got to think like what we talked about a few weeks ago, Tony. The MLS money rules are changing. There's going to be different rules coming in. Knowing that, why not buy Osorio down, make Larea a DP, and then deal with these rules later on? Because there's going to be probably a way to buy him back up or anything of that nature um, where where it won't count as like a traditional DP. So I don't know why they wouldn't try. Every, and this is what pisses me off too. Yeah. Everyone on Twitter and, and Instagram everything like that, when the news drop, they're like, oh, why didn't we sign Larea? Why didn't we sign Larea? And then uh, Michael Singh who fantastic at TFC account uh, for breaking stuff. If you don't follow him, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Um, he tweeted out, well, would you pay Richie Larea DP? And then everyone goes, well, no, we wouldn't, but we could have not. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Why would you not pay the best player on your team DP money when Osorio, Bernadeschi, and Insignia have been nowhere near the quality of Richie Larea this year? Period. No, I, I, I agree. It's just when you look at the, the situation of the team right now and – the rules, yeah, they're going to change, but I just, it's, I, I would, but I think you have to aim to try to figure, solve the problem, the, the biggest problem in the room first, right? Well, the biggest problem is the room is getting rid of these worthless Italians. That's the biggest nah, problem. No, it's getting, it's getting a striker. No, it's it's yeah, you're right. And you know how you get a striker? A by striker. having the money to spend by getting rid of these two bums that are and taking they up still space have in one more, they locker. They still room. have one more. They still have one more. Spot. Not technically. Osorio's taking that right now. Yeah, but it was, you know, I don't know what the explorer explained that could go but switch here's, out. Here's my, <laughs> but that's my issue though with people is they think these DP spots need to be high profile name players or young South Americans or Europeans. When we have a Canadian that's as talented as Richie Larea, it's well, you know, we don't really we don't really want him on a DP contract. We want him to play, but we don't want to pay him. It doesn't make sense to me. And yeah. with that being said, Tony, I want to play a little game. Okay. So we're talking about does Rich Jury deserve DP money? So what I want to do is I want to look back at all the past Toronto FC designated players. And I want you to tell me, did they deserve the DP money? Or do you think Larea is better than them? Okay? Pretty okay. easy. And this list, there's actually one name on this list I didn't realize was signed as a designated player. It kind of caught me by surprise, and I was like, oh my god, that's awful. But all right, so first one. <laughs> first one in club history, Julian de Guzman. No, was he, he worth DP really. money? No. Would you rather a Richie Larea or a prime de Guzman? And again, this is what this is going off of how at they played time, at Toronto yeah. FC. Yeah, this is how they played at Toronto FC, yeah. not their whole career. Julian de Guzman was fucking garbage for us, bro. 
Yeah, he was bad. Hot garbage. One of the worst signings. Make, even, and it was so hyped up. He wouldn't make the starting lineup right now, I don't think. That's how bad And our midfield was. sucks. And that's how <laughs> that's how bad he is. Our midfield is awful, and he still doesn't make it in. Um, okay, yeah. so moving on from him, the next one. Mista. Better or worse DP. than Larea? He was a DP God. for 2010. I don't even remember I can't remember what that guy looked like, to be honest with you. So, Larry, oh, you got to remember, you got to remember, Atletico's Atletico Ottawa's coach. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I still pick Larry. Larry, okay, Coovermans, Danny Coovermans, the guy who's on record as saying this is the worst team in the world. <laughs> he scored, maybe not as much as Larry though. I think Larry has more goals than him, probably, right? Coovermans was a, was scored some good goals for us. He was a sol- he was really our yeah. first solid DP. He's the he's um, that fringe one. He's that fringe like yeah. At the time, he could even made sense, right? And, and he was a decent name at the time to bring in. Okay, next yeah. up, Torsten Frings. I think same thing as a Coovermans. He was a big name at the time. It. They wanted I think to bring he, they wanted to bring someone in. Yeah, yeah. but he didn't do much. I much think he deserved DC. it. But he no, didn't he didn't do much, much. But I think he was he was worth the DP money. At that time, like I mean, we, he brought us to. I think they went to the Champions League semis with him, right? So he was the captain during that first run. So yeah, it, it, again, honestly, not great, but I can understand it. So so far, we're two mm-hmm. for four in worthy DPS. Next, this is the one that I didn't realize was a DP for us, but it's listed here, so I'm assuming it's right. In 2012, Eric Hasley. <laughs> Come <Really>? on, <laughs> we got him from Vancouver. <laughs> We're we're saying we shouldn't pay yeah. Richie Larea DP money, but we paid fucking Eric Hasley DP status in in 2012. Come on, man! I remember him I playing. His, I didn't realize I it was DP. His, DP. his DP status was less than what Larea was making now, though. Probably. Well, I'm I'm sure it probably was. But yeah. Who, who knows? And then and the next one, <laughs> That's this kid, thing I was super. Well, I was super high on this next one. We didn't get him the whole time because with the three DP rule, we had to ship him off the next year when we brought in the Bradley Gilberto de Foer. But Matias Laba. I thought he was a good young yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, exciting. He did well in Vancouver. Yeah. He, he, once he moved on, he was well. exciting for us. But again, give me Larea. Uh, like, if you're looking at Larea with him yeah. right at this point, I, I like, give me Larea over that. And then obviously for the next one, your big three that was in 2014 was Gilberto, Michael Bradley, Jermaine Defoe. Of those three, mm-hmm. the only worthy DP spot that I would say, like, makes sense and, and everything like that, Michael Bradley. Uh, Jermaine yeah. Defoe was the biggest biggest bust um well, speak, speaking of and, defoe uh, well yeah we'll get we'll get into that <laughs> after but Jermaine but defoe uh was a bust not as a player in my opinion just as a whole marketing scheme it was supposed to be a turnaround for the club the bloody big deal uh and he came here and it was just so bad um when yeah, really like it was, we all we all know what happened there we all know what happened there yeah. but him Gilberto didn't get along led to one of the best moments in TFC history of them <laughs> arguing over a free kick and then Gilberto scoring an absolute banger of a free kick goal and Jermaine Defoe had nothing to do but laugh um but yeah other than that Michael Bradley okay worthy of the spot uh the next two we know very well Seba Josie very worthy of the spot okay Super I think they're the most worthy in MLS history, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool Those with that. Two? They were yeah. they were definitely worthy of that spot. They they deserved that that payday. They deserve to be there. Um, the next one, Alejandro Pozuelo. I'll say it too. He won an MVP with Toronto. Yeah, he, he was a dominant player for us. Worthy of that spot as well. 
Um, and, and then what we're about to get into here is what I call the absolute piles of shit. And I say that because before, the ones that we had before that were bad, we were a smaller club. We weren't spending big money to bring these guys in. Like you said, it wasn't big DP money. They classified as DPs, mm -hmm. but it wasn't really that type of money going around back then. Uh, these next guys were in the era where, yeah, we are spending a lot of money. These guys need to be good, and they were not. Starting with the one, the least of all these next ones, I'm going to say, I don't think he was the worst, uh, Pablo Piatti. He was not bad. bad. He wasn't I mean, bad. It was, during, I mean, he was, only, it was during COVID. So he was here for a, one season. He wasn't bad. I mean, it was it was okay. I kind of wish they kept him, to be honest with you. He would have been. It was a nice. He was just he was just old. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't like a yeah. young guy we were bringing in. Like, but the next one could arguably it's like the most divisive DP in club history. Some people loved him, and some people absolutely hated his guts. Jefferson Soteldo. That you one, remember Soteldo? Short you know, shorts tucked in, beach blonde hair, the little his little stupid fucking dance. Like that was like I don't know, like <laughs> poor guy. I don't know how he finessed us to do that. I mean, like Bernesci and Lorenzo, they they won the Euros. They did they did they were well they did well in Syria. But to finesse us, the Efferson, to do that, like, I mean, I was excited. I'm like, wow, you got a guy from South America. And, so, and then you watch him play, and it's like, bro, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> you know, Something it was just, right. that was this really bad. That was that was a bad one. Yeah, and let's let's get into the next one was a disappointment as well, just how it ended so quickly. It ended before it began, in my opinion. Uh, Carlos Salcedo. The defend the Mexican defender. I, that um, one I was I, I was hoping that was going to work out because he had potential same. to be one of the top defenders in the league. Um, we, they we never really got into what defender. happened there. And we talked about bringing a CB as a designated player because yeah. we wanted that big presence at the back, and just didn't work. Yeah, he was very. Um, I actually watched one. I forget what team he's on now, but I watched him in the Leafs Cup, and he was playing really good. But um, was he? Oh, good for him. Yeah, like the game I watched, I think it was Tijuana he's with or something. But he played really well in that game. But it's just that was that one that one's a shame because there was so much potential there. Because he could have easily been a, it could have been a big solve to our problems right now if he had if it just worked out. You know, like he would have yeah. been fantastic back there with the the guys that we have there right now. I, I, I agree, it's just unfortunate. And then the next two and the final two, because I'm obviously I'm not gonna include Osorio in this. Uh, he's been a DP now mm -hmm. just for this year, and the only reason he's a DP is because they just wanted that breathing room with his contract. So I'm not going to include him there, but the last two, Insignia and Bernadeschi, and, and in my opinion, these are the biggest flops in club history simply because of how much these fuckers are getting paid to do jack mm -hmm. shit for us. We're the worst team in the league, uh, and we have the highest payroll in the league. We have two of the, we have two of the top five highest paid players in, um, uh, in the league, and we are the worst team. And Insignia, at this point, just doesn't play. Um, yeah, like it's it's these these two are the biggest busts in the league in my opinion. Uh, and and ML, not you know not just in TFC history, these could be the biggest busts in MLS history uh, with the amount yeah. they're getting paid and they're resulting in performance. It's just embarrassing. So when you look at that list and you're talking about giving Richie Larea DP money, the only people on that list that are worth anything is Altador, Giovinco, Bradley, and Pozuelo. That's like four of what, 15 players? So you can't say, yeah, let's throw Richie that money to and make him there just to keep him here because he's the only player that's actually playing decent on our team? 
Yeah, when you put it that way, yeah, you have to. I have to agree on that. I have to on that part that way. And this is what's killing me about Toronto FC. You know what? I know you're saying it's a Judas move for him to go to Vancouver. I'm saying it's a Judas move for uh, Toronto FC not to offer that same deal to Richie. Because I bet you if that deal was offered, he would have stayed. I guarantee he would have. I mean, it was it's there. Tough. It's just a sh- it's a shame because that deal was probably close to it already the first time, right? Yeah. When he went to Nottingham. That's the shitty part, right? And, hey, it's cool. We still it. we still have. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we still have the highest paid left back in the league in Raúl Petretta. So no, no worries, we're okay. Uh, you know, he's he's one of he's one of the few players on this team that actually isn't doing bad this year. He's Come on, solid. Man, the highest, no, highest paid left back in the league. No. Come on, he doesn't even play he's, anymore, bro. He doesn't even play. No, he's, right played, the bench. he's played the last two games. No, he's played the last two games. He's played the whole this whole dead field area. He's played since, since Richie's been gone. <laughs> we have to play yeah, someone we, there. But Rich, Kobe Franklin played Richie's position, not Raul Petretto. Petretto is the opposite listen, side. No, it's 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 disgusting that he is the highest paid in the league and he's not been good this year. He's played this whole era, sure. Yeah, he played when we lost five nothing. He hasn't played on a win in the past two months because no one has on this team. But, no, it's embarrassing. But that's the TFC. That's a little TFC roundup of what's been going on. Um, hopefully we do get a big signing before end of the day and something happens. I don't even know if there's time limits on this shit. If it was 5 o'clock or whatever it is. But it's weird that we'll it's, see. it's August It's August the 2nd as the time limit. But at 31st, 31st, the actual deadline. So, uh, a, lot of players, a lot of players still free agents, so... Yeah. Who knows? I mean, there's uh, a we'll lot see. of big names. They, they should. I don't know. They got to bring someone in. We'll 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 see oh. what happens. But let's uh, let's hop over to a little top bins trash bins tone. So top bins trash bins um, started off. Uh, we touched on it a little bit, but uh, Jermaine Defoe saying he would like to be coach of TFC. <laughs> Listen, he's just talking. There's there's no way he actually thinks he can be the coach of Toronto FC. Yet. He would the fan base lost. It's turned on him immediately after he left. Like uh, it's it's not a good match. I don't think it'd be a good match if he comes to. Uh, it's it's just not happening. Um, hey, well, you know what? I'm glad he still remembers us with fondness though. Uh, I yeah. just it's never gonna happen. <laughs> to be fair though, we've yeah, had no. shit coaches. So I mean, would he be worse? Who knows? The only good coach we ever had is Vanny. It's true. I mean. I don't think he would be able to turn this around. I don't see he – I mean, he wasn't really a very – I never found him as a tactical player anyway. So I don't know how he would turn out to be as a coach. Yeah, but, uh, a yeah, no. Yeah, it's not really uh, – it's not who you would expect to you – wouldn't, you wouldn't sit there and say, oh, that guy's going to be a good coach eventually. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think it's uh, – he just would like for the payday probably. <laughs> That's what it seems like. So I'm getting at trash bins. I don't yeah. want to see him here as a coach, but I, I can understand the the one. And I'm glad he looks back on this with fondness, remembering the fans and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Too bad we don't remember him with so much fondness, unfortunately. <laughs> um, number two, I sent you this video yesterday. Uh, the Chinese zoo denying that it is a man inside the bear suit. That's definitely a man. That is definitely. <laughs> Did you see a that? Man. The guy's wearing pants for fuck's sake. Bro, like, I don't know how that's not a man. Like, you see that? Video, they, they figured, okay, we don't have a bear for our exhibit. Let's just throw someone in a bear costume. To be fair, the top of the bear costume doesn't look bad. That bottom half is absolutely awful. Um, oh, dude. If you're getting fooled by that, then I got some bad news for you. <laughs> that was just that was just so weird, man. Um, that was just messed up. Like, come on, like you couldn't find a bear to put inside there. They, you're paying, you're paying somebody. Actually, probably not paying the guy. 
probably just force this guy to do it. <laughs> oh, there's such and an easy the... child. There's such an easy child labor joke there that I don't want to make. But <laughs> <laughs> they got two. They got two six-year-olds stacked up on each other inside the bear costume, like, uh, working for working for twenty cents movie? an hour. The Munchkins or whatever. When the guy, the two kids, dress up like that, and they dress up as the old guy, I think. And. Uh... <laughs> And the last one uh, headed to, for the Women's World Cup. Um, after Portugal, the uh, United States barely tied Portugal to go through the round of 16. Um, Carly Lloyd, who's a U.S. legend, uh, pretty much ripped on the team. And uh, I just want, what she ripped on them for was the fact that players Alex Morgan, Megan Raponi, and Crystal Dunn were dancing after the game. And Carly Lloyd rips them a new one pretty much saying, it's embarrassing, you guys got lucky. Uh, top bins, trash bins, Carly Lloyd dishing it out on the U.S. women. Top bins on, on them on her dishing them out. What are you cheering about? You tied Portugal. Yeah. You barely snuck. I think this is the worst they've ever done in a women's World Cup group in the last like twenty five or twenty six years or something like that. I was seeing because uh, they only ended up with I believe five points in the group stage. Yeah. Um, really, if if this swung just one one different way, uh, Portugal would be the one moving on and not U.S. Like that. It's. They, they have no reason to be dancing. If they think that's a win for them, great, because that tells me they, they know they're not going far in this journey. Yeah, um, like the one the one quote she said was, the player that matched was the post. You're lucky not to be going home right now because Portugal hit the post near the end of the game. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's a weird United States team. This team's supposed to dominate. They did not look good against the Netherlands. They got a draw there. They did not look good against Portugal. You know who they did look good against? Vietnam. But everyone looks good against yeah. Vietnam. So I mean, you can't. And they only won three nothing against Vietnam. I mean, it's just I think the problem with this team is that they've dominated for so long that they feel like squeezing by is okay. But with the rest of the world, I mean, when you watch these games, like the rest of the world is catching up to them. There's not much. There's like compared to four years to now. I mean, I remember watching the the final four years go between U.S. and the Dutch, and there was a significant advantage for the U.S. and how good they were. But when I watched yeah, that nil, nil, the the one one draw the other, uh, I guess it was last week. Um, the U.S. did not look good. I mean, it's just, and you know what? Like, I know everyone rips on Megan Rapino, but it's like she's just negative when it comes to these things. Like when they beat that team uh, last World Cup, I forget who it was. Was it uh, Philippines or yeah? When they were up like when they won thirteen nothing, yeah, they were celebrating. And she doesn't celebrate. Like it's like. Uh-huh. It's like you just pick the worst times to do it. Like as a sports just, fan, you look at these kind of things. It's like why? Like she's an easy person to hate. Yeah, it's just like why? Like and then she's like, I see the video now, and she's the main one dancing over there with her shin pads. Like you just barely tied a team that in the World Cup debut. So yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. No, I got to give it top bins for that because I don't think they've ever heard that kind of criticism from. From a legend of their standards, right? From, from their from their own uh, neck of the woods. So no, I, I agree. Yeah. Maybe that lights a fire under them, and that's how they turn it turn it Possibly. on to go into the, the the knockout rounds. But I mean, obviously, we've talked World Women's World Cup the past few weeks. It's kind of running down now. Going into the group stage, we'll get more into it next week once the knockout round begins. Uh, one team that surprised me, although shouldn't have surprised me, I threw a nice little bet on them was Colombia. Uh, yeah. I think they were like 12 to 1 to beat Germany, and they took out Germany. Um, they beat South Korea as the underdogs as well, and they're sitting top of their group. They got a game against Morocco tomorrow morning. This is to finish top of their group that I think they'll win. Um, it, it's it, They're looking okay. 
Uh, doing better than a lot of other ones. The, the but Jamaican, there's been a lot of surprises. The, Jama- the Jamaican women's team has been really good too. Yeah, Brazil getting knocked out by Jamaica. That's a yep. big one. Jamaica going in oh, and yeah. tying both Brazil and France. Nil-nil. That's, that's impressive. Uh, South Africa beating Italy in the last second to go through for their first maiden uh, round of 16. And even Nigeria getting through the group of death with uh, Australia and Canada. Um, not not just that. Like, um, they got through. They probably deserved to finish first in that group. A little bit unlucky getting did. a draw at the end there. But, yeah, they were they were surprising. Again, we talk, I don't want to get too much into Canada. If anyone's wondering why we're not trashing Canada today, it's because we did that last week. Um, yeah. so go back to last week's pod if you want to hear that but but yeah good big big ups to nigeria i mean new zealand eliminated as well too they're a host country mm-hmm. they were taken out norway and switzerland through there uh how about japan topping that group even with spain i i i was saying spain was gonna like they were like my favorites to win and now japan just went in and was like and they the worst part of japan only had if i remember correctly they had 23 percent possession in Japan game. though, with the Japan with the goal differential of the tournament so far, with eleven goals yeah. scored, zero goals allowed. Like like Spain dominated that game, and Japan won four nothing. Yeah, like it's that's, it's three, it's good. Three, I mean three not three nothing at the half. Like yeah, like and, and I think that tells that's... a story. That, I think that tells a story. Of the possession though, too, though, when you're up that much yeah. at the halfway point. Count you just sit back and you let them play with the ball and you just defend your net. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. giving them anything to go into. So I think that does play up exactly. a little bit into that, but, but no good, good for, good for Japan. Um, it, it, they, they look good. Spain doesn't look oh, bad, but not as good as we US, thought they were going to be. USA's out the next round. They got Sweden. And Sweden's playing really good too, man. You cannot write this U.S. team out ever. I don't know this Sweden. I don't think Sweden's conceded a goal yet in this tournament. To be honest with you, no. Sorry, they conceded one. They're nine and one. Not bad, but again, you cannot count out this U.S. team. I mean, Sweden faced South Africa. Because I know a lot really of in their group. Nothing. I special. know a lot of teams. I remember hearing Sweden was one of the teams you wanted to avoid in the round of sixteen. So. Well, I'm sure U.S. was the top of that list for everybody's teams too of avoids in, in the round of yeah. 16. So it's, it's tough, but we, you know, but even England, good... Reese James's uh, sister, unreal, Lauren, Lauren James. I believe well, England won Euros last year, right? The women's Euros. Yes. Yeah, Lauren yeah, James they, they, played unreal. They, to me, two were one of the favorites going in. Yeah, they yeah. were one of the favorites going in big time, in my opinion, coming off that Euros win. Um, I, I still think I still like the Netherlands. I want to see the Netherlands yeah, go far. Same. Um, it, it's it's a lot of good soccer coming up, and really at a time where we have nothing else to watch slash cheer for because I'm done with the League's Cup. Uh, with TC, this has been a better TC tournament than the League's Cup, to be honest. Yeah, with you. from I, the I games agree. I've watched, I've enjoyed this a lot more than watching League's Cup. And TFC ain't back till the 20th of August, so we got about Thank 18 days God. left with no TFC. So I mean, it sucks least... for us because we love watching them, but at least yeah, you're right, we don't have to be put through that anymore. But for me, at least now, when TFC's back, I'll have Napoli coming back and. Um, they start starting their title defense, so I don't have yeah. to worry. I don't have to stress about these guys as much. I can enjoy seeing a decent team play. <laughs> yeah, and we got so we got um, uh, not much to look forward to. So next week might just be a full women's World Cup podcast because we got nothing else to yeah. talk about. Uh, but before we end, Tony, now that we're back on video, 
pending this works. You might be listening to this saying, where the hell's the video? Listen, we're trying something <laughs> new. Give us a break. Uh, we always like to do a who wore it best when we're on video. I see Tony's got a jersey on. I got a kid on. And you know what? They're both a little funky. We got, I see Tony, you got the Nigeria World Cup uh, kit that I got to admit is one of the best looking kits and mm-hmm. at the World Cup of all time. Uh, yeah. the, the green zebra with the black zebra, like it just looks phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. I'm rocking, I'm rocking a TFC Juneteenth kit that they came out with uh, in the 2022 season for Juneteenth. Uh, super colorful, like it, it's one of the ones I love. Like as much as I hate TFC, they they have been doing their kits and pra- and training kits right for a while now. Um, I mean, kind of a little bit of a miss this year with their home jersey, but that new that uh that yeah. jersey they came out with a few weeks ago, absolute bomb, like so good, yeah. just so nice. I'm kind of hoping that it's on sale at the end of the year so I can pick it up because I'm not paying two hundred dollars to on TFC right now. Crazy, pissing me off. <laughs> but I would like to pick up that jersey because it looks sweet. Uh, but yeah, let us know. Uh, follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Spotify, Apple Music to listen to the pod. Uh, I'm going to start posting clips if this video works to TikTok and Instagram. So we'll be able to back up on there so you can let us know who wore it best. Was it Nico or was it Tony? Uh, <laughs> either way, Tony, congrats on one year, bro. We, yeah. we made it a year. We're still here. And guess what? We'll be here next week, too. So make sure you tune in next Thursday, and hopefully we've got another year and plus, plus more years down the road. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'm having Tony and myself. We really appreciate it. And again, we'll be here next Thursday. Follow us, Footy LG, everywhere. Peace out.